You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. No, I'm not going to. I won't do it. Can we talk about can we talk about Nathaniel Lowe's areolas? Yeah, those are nice. Their uh (laughs) circumference was proper. Oh my. I I don't know. I I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna parade shame, but I was underwhelmed a little bit. Well, I mean, there wasn't a you gotta look different vibes in different places, Jared. All right. You, You when you got when you got maniacal mass holes all up and down the sides of the streets, well, anything goes. Anything it, it, can happen. The, it's a different vibe Texas, than what you're used to. They're the Texas Rangers. Like I get that they have the Houston Astros, but it's the Texas Rangers. Texas is big enough to be its own country, and they didn't even hit a million at the parade. Like, come on. Uh, that's not a lot. They had a lot. First World Series title um, ever. Almost, a million, a yeah, but Texas is so far spread out. If we're going by that logic and the size of the place, oh, they're boy. almost, yeah, per capita, it's one of the least populated states based on size. I was disappointed. So, I wanted I wanted a, a much larger turnout than what we got. Jay, don't question what I just said. I see you thinking about it. Don't. What did they you got say? Five, <laughs> they got what? It was like 500 to 700,000 people there. I thought that yeah, was a lot. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what there. to compare that to. Yeah. Went to the... Reds like how many of the Red Sox guy? I guess the Red Sox get million. I guess the Red Sox get a lot. The Red Sox get a lot. The uh, a quick googling reveals that although we'll never truly know, uh, it was estimated that about eight hundred thousand people attended the Royals World Series victory parade in twenty fifteen. Which I know there were some viral photos coming out of that one. So that was approximately eight hundred thousand. They're saying. Mm. So is is like on a serious note. I guess <laughs> is Nathaniel Lowe's uh, areolas. Is that the biggest is him shirtless in the back of the truck after the beer chug? Is that the like most viral footage no. we have from that? Parade? No, 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 no. I didn't even see no, that. Or the, the Seeger or the, the kid Seeger yeah. autograph. Yeah, the Seeger line. No, no, the Seeger no, no, line. no, no, yeah. Oh, the li- no, 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 no. I said parade, parade, parade. That is part oh. of the parade. Well, uh, is it? Yes. I mean, yes, it is. That's part of the parade. That counts. Like if you, I mean, the delivery wasn't great, but like, <laughs> well, you, hard, you can tell. He's, he's, I just got one thing to say. You know, everybody was wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Alex Bregman's delivery wasn't that good either. No, 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 no. Neither but, of them and hit this, that. And out this of the delivery, park. this is yeah, this is tongue in cheek, and he knows it. And you can see, like, as he's turning around. Because what what happened was everybody <laughs> was talking about how cringe Alex Bregman's video was, and that's yeah. why you you know you're, you're making fun of it. You're talking shit about it with the boys, and so mm-hmm. you get up there at the end, and you're like, okay, yeah, you're talking about it. if we win, if we yeah, I'm firing that off. I'll fucking drop it. I don't care. And so Seeger was the one who ends up just saying it, and he turns around and has the little smirk. You can see his like shoulders, kind of you know, like he just yeah, it's it's very not. Seeger, but that's why it was great. It was because yeah. it's like, all right, like you you win the World Series MVP 
and you bring a World Series to a, a franchise that's never won one on a three hundred plus million dollar contract. Uh, yeah, I think you can you can talk your shit. You can be a geek while you do it. It's fine. <laughs> they, should, they should have let Adolis do it. Would have been way cooler and funnier. I didn't see any moments of him from the parade, unfortunately. Well, it's probably tough to leap around and shit when you got a side detachment. Oh, please. Um, he's fine. He what do you want him to do? What, what would you <laughs> want? Yeah, yeah, you think he just didn't play? The dude yeah, who was would, trying to take hacks you want, you talk 12 about hours dude, after ripping his side pieces? You want to talk about a dude that should have been shirtless during the parade? Adolis Garcia. Oh, yeah. Take yeah. it off, buddy. Yeah. Let's see it. He <laughs> got under there. 14 uh, abs. Well, the Texas Rangers have won the World Series. It's the first episode of Baseball is Dead of the 2023-2024 offseason. Um, I know that we, we've been receiving a lot of suggestions as to what type of content the listeners, the viewers want to see from us. And we're taking all that into consideration as we navigate through the icy waters of the hot stove season. And we talked about doing a new segment with uh, Justin Havens. Where do we do we like did we say on the pod what it is, or did we just say that we had an idea? No, we did. That was a long time ago. I thought we shared what it was, and then we determined on the podcast that we were going to. I thought you said we were going to use the name redacted randomizer format to come up with the year. Ah. Right? Isn't there something you guys use? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think well, that was the plan. I, I, I'm I, not I, ready I to start today because obviously no, no, we didn't no, no. randomize anything. But yeah. No, 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 no. I thought that you. I, I thought you also had expressed the desire to go chronologically. Yeah, but I, that was my initial assumption as to how it would work. But then I heard your pitch about you know the randomizer, and I thought that year. could be kind of cool. And I thought I think the idea was is we were going to randomize it at the end of one episode and then tease it for the next one. So I thought yeah. that could be kind of cool. I like that. I like that. For anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, I I want Jay Hay during the offseason. We're going to pick a year, and he is going to explore an MVP race from said year and see if the voters got it right based on modern statistics. Like They were just looking at, oh, this motherfucker right here has got 46 home runs, drove in a buck 11. That's your MVP. Oh, he hit 300? Okay, then. That's your MVP. feel like that's things have changed. Uh, in, over so the you're lap. saying people from the South are stupid, don't know baseball? Is that what you're saying? Um, Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to, <laughs> just, just looking for clarification here. Back, Move on. Back, back then, for sure. I mean, back then, for sure. I, I would imagine that they, if you tried to, I mean... I'm not going to name any names, Dallas, but there are still some people that struggle with the concept of wins above replacement. But I think that they're, you know, uh, back then they didn't even know what that was because it wasn't a thing. So. And to be fair, there are going to be some years that get popped up on the randomizer where there's not a lot to discuss. This sure. isn't this this isn't find a problem. This is no. if there was an injustice, let's address it and talk about it. Yeah, let's so I'm not going to be nitpicky. I'm not going to be a, a dickhead about it. Mm. But if there's, you know, some egregious errors, which they're to the whole idea of the segment there have been over the course of the MVPs and the Cy Youngs and stuff like that, then we're going to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we have to get to right now off the top, Joey Votto. Two days ago, the Cincinnati Reds declined the 2024 club option on the contract of first baseman, Joey Votto, 
the statement from the team for 17 seasons, Joey has been the heart of Reds baseball as a most valuable player, all-star and respected clubhouse leader. His contributions to our team and his extraordinary generosity towards those in need throughout our region and beyond cannot be measured. At this point of the offseason, based on our current roster and projected plans for 2024 as an organization, we cannot commit to the playing time Joey deserves. He forever will be a part of the Reds family. And at the appropriate time, we will thank and honor him as one of the greatest baseball players of this or any generation. Hard to hard to uh, argue the baseball sense of this. I think that that's kind of that's what I I led with. I get it from a baseball sense, but so I even kind of like walk back some of what I said in the immediate because Joey Votto put out his video saying like you know. Don't cry for me. Like I didn't need some grandiose send off. It was like I, I felt like speaking for him. I was like, yeah, Joey Votto deserved some sort of farewell tour, uh, some sort of you know recognition. Like, hey, this is the end of the line. This is it. Didn't necessarily get that, but he's telling you, yeah, I didn't really need that. Like I don't really care about that. So I mean, you know. If if that's not what he wanted and that's not what he cares about, then well, we're all good here. Well, has has he? I mean, is is this an official retirement? No, no, no. no. I don't think that's, he's that's, retiring. So, right. I think and that's I my, think, that's. But they're telling you that this is not this. This has nothing to do with the financial commitment to Joey Votto. It is a baseball roster construction decision. So it, it's it's more along the lines of. Hey, we're moving on without you. Like this is not like, hey, you know, you're you you haven't performed all that great over the last few years, and the the money that we would have been allocating to you for 2024 under this club option doesn't make a ton of sense. So we'll decline that. Maybe we'll uh, have a conversation about bringing you back in some capacity. They're telling you right now uh, he deserves more playing time than he's going to get here, and we're moving in a direction that doesn't have Joey Votto as a part of it. So his career may not be over, but his Reds career is, and it's up to yeah. him. Do I want to play one more season with, I don't know, like, I don't even know what the fit would. I'm sure there's plenty of teams that would line up to have a guy like that in their clubhouse uh, at the back end of his career, just, you know. Uh, well, and that's that's where it becomes about you're, you're determining what's going to motivate him and what is he after. So if it's closure and oh, guys he's never telling want a us fucking ring, well, if it's closure, though, and he's telling us that he's OK with how things have uh, transpired in Cincinnati, you, you got to believe he's had those conversations before. Right. Well, where he was if, on if, if, because if he can, saying like I'll I should have fucking went back and pulled that clip. I'll paraphrase and I can find it. Uh, while we're talking about it, but when he was at Fenway, I asked him, you know, how cool is it that you have the chance to, you know, play your entire career? With well, he the said same that that's team. not the case. And he was like, well, I'm, I haven't retired yet. Like, I don't. Right. Well, he was completely leaving the door open to playing with another team. Not, not only did he leave the door open to that, but when he gave quotes at the end of the year, I believe to The Athletic, that that article discussed how what his frustration was is that the he didn't know whether he was spent as a baseball player because the injuries had prevented him from finding out that answer. And so you also heard a guy, to me, it's two different things. It's he might have closure and acceptance with his Reds tenure being over. And Joey mm -hmm. Votto is a very intelligent person. His club option was $20 million for 2024. If this was telegraphed, 
miles and miles ago, right? Like there was, it's, it was a big deal because it is the official end probably of the tenure of Joey Votto with the Reds, which is why the Reds made a big deal and why Votto put out a video and stuff like that. But anybody who's been paying attention to this situation knew months ago that the Reds were never going to exercise a $20 million option on Joey Votto for, for the coming season. So no. like, I think he has closure with the Reds situation because he's had a lot of time to reflect on it in advance. What I'm not convinced that he has closure on is the end of his baseball career because he told us that he wants, he still feels like if a healthy version of him is out there playing, he thinks he can still hit and he wants to prove to himself that if he's healthy and can't hit, that's the end. And that's so, that's why I'm interested to see whether he latches on with another team because I think he'll have opportunities for sure. And, and ultimately the two ways that you want to go out is, you know, I, you'd like to go out a champion, feel great. You'd like to go out a champion, uh, or excuse me, you'd like to go out feeling like even if I don't have that ring, I think as an athlete, we all understand you're going to die with just that much of a vacancy in your heart. And I'm talking about if you have a, an illustrious 17-year big league career like Joey Votto has, right? It's going to take a lot of work maybe to find a place where you say, I'm okay with it. I've competed in this game or in this world for one thing and one thing only, and that's for the love of it and ultimately to, to be the best that I can be. And if at the end of that, you don't have a World Series ring and you can make peace with that, we are nobody to determine that that's true or false for an individual. I'm just giving you my experience and telling you that I will absolutely die with a little vacancy in my heart because I didn't win a World Series. That, that, just, that just is what it is. I've been asked how many times, would you trade your one good day of work for what? every day, every single day, twice on Sunday? Not even a question. But for Joey Votto, him doing what he did as a Cincinnati Red and leaving that legacy there, I was saying, you got to believe that he's had that conversation where, is there a place we can meet in the middle? Or maybe not even in the middle, but is there a place where I am comfortable landing in terms of financial compensation and opportunity with this organization? Because that's when you ask, are the Reds better off without a healthy version of Joey Votto willing to take a massive haircut, you have to believe, if he does just want to play it out as a Cincinnati Red, would that be a possibility? Would that be an option? Or is the number so small that it doesn't make sense for Joey Votto and the Reds are just like, look, man, we don't care if you'll take league minimum. We're all done here. Like, mm -hmm. is, is that a thing? And I, I got to believe that that conversation has been had which is why Joey Votto puts out the video because he understands maybe we are all done here. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely all done in Cincinnati. Like, I, I, from what has been said on the red side of things, I did not get the impression that, to your point, Dallas, if Joey Votto was like, I'll take league minimum to come back, they would still say, "We're thank you, but no thanks. Um, so if that's, if that's the case, are the Reds in that much better of a position than – the other team who might sign him for, I don't know, $2 million? Let's say it's that Why low. Why do you think it's going to be that low? I, because we just threw out the league minimum Reds telling him no thank you, even for league minimum example. So I'm just bumping it up saying, all right. How well, much what is the somebody... option worth? Like 20 something? Yeah. Yeah, 20 mil. $20 you million. Think, you don't think a team will uh, give him 10 mil? Uh, fucking Corey Kluber. The corpse of Corey Kluber got $10 million last year. 
Yeah, I, but everybody can convince themselves that they can fix a pitcher. And everybody has something like five to seven or eight rotation slots that they need to fill throughout the season. Joey Votto is very narrow in where he can fit on a roster, right? Like, I think he's getting more than two million. But like the question of why would Kluber, who's been seemingly toast for years now, get $11 million? Why would Noah Syndergaard get what he got? It's because... I, I, well, I think it's a, as simple a triple, as everybody needs pitching all yeah. the time and not everybody needs a, a mostly DH, sometimes first base, 40-year-old. Well, and, and there's a trickle-down effect with the pitchers. If I can't perform in the starting role that I've landed in, then you can always try to hide me somewhere and I can suck up you know, those meaningless innings in a blowout and I can be the mop-up guy at the end of this whole thing. If you're a hitter and you don't hit, what would we have you do then? Yeah, he, good clubhouse guy. Got to come around and play some chess, you know. <laughs> so there's definitely that, like there definitely is value there with Votto, like to mention. Oh, there, there's like, no. If there's, that's that's. Yeah. I don't think that's the question. I'm just saying, what team and and like you know what I mean. Like if if the Reds are just so over it that as we said, an aggressive assessment, but that league minimum wouldn't even keep him in Cincinnati. Saying he like let's say Joey Votto put out a video today. It was like look. This is how much I love the Reds. This is how transparent I want to be about where I'm at. I want to retire a Red. I'm willing to take league minimum. Almost like sort of forcing the Reds to have to say, we love Joey Votto, and once again, we want to thank him for everything he's done. From that point on, that's where I'm saying, okay, are the Reds in that much better of a spot that they couldn't take a Joey Votto at that rate and have some other team? pay him more like what's going yeah, on they might but they also had a lot of you know they had the backup in the like their infield is backed up where they had brought up all these guys and they weren't getting the playing time they wanted they were bent like jonathan india they were going to trade him so i think their roster doesn't really they have a unique roster in that sense where he might not fit even for league minimum yeah or he could look to join an organization that maybe has a, a rookie left-handed hitting first baseman that maybe is also a little bit corky and try and groom him to become a hall of famer just like joey Votto. you have anyone in mind that sounded weirdly specific um trying to think of a team that may have a uh can we see joey Votto in kansas city God, I hope not. <laughs> Why would you do if, that? Honest to God, if it's Kansas City, just fucking retire. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> seriously. Like, what are we doing? You're, <laughs> you're ruining the... No, no, no. Hold point. on. You're ruining the, the one the, franchise thing. You're ruining that. So the, to the extent that people care about that... Because mil- they're going to give them $8 million. Yeah, the Royals are going to give them $8 million. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, come hey. on, dude. You wouldn't like a hey. Zach Granke uh, Votto duo there, dude? They do some good interviews and shit. That would guys. be awesome. I think Jared Grinke's just done. named a quirky left-handed first baseman. So the first guy uh, that came to my mind was the fucking Pasquatch. I, I still like the Toronto fit as like as cliche as that might be. Like, and I drew. I think I, on a previous pod, I drew the Brandon Belt comparison. Like Brandon Belt was coming off a season where he had two hundred ninety-eight. This is in twenty-two. Two hundred ninety-eight plate, plate plate appearances with a six seventy-six OPS and a 93 OPS plus. That is the exact OPS plus that Joey Votto has posted over 2022 and 2023 combined, okay? Brandon Belt got one year and nine, 9.5 million, $9.3 million, one and 9.3 to go play with the Blue Jays. I would not be like, 
would the Blue Jays just repeat that exercise again, just with Joey Votto? Sounds sounds like the the fucking perfect fit. If they don't bring Belt back, well, you've got the yeah, you got the whole Canada like corny, you know, going home sort of thing. <laughs> wow, and I, I think they could. I think they could. Wow. I think you could argue they have a legitimate. <laughs> well, it's like a little. Pride. It's a little movie. This guy's got national pride. What a fucking clown, <laughs> cornball. Proud of your fucking country. Yeah. Well, I'm more, yeah. I'm more talking about it from my perspective, where I'm like wish casting this like movie ending for Joey Votto. Maybe he wants yeah, that. Maybe God. he doesn't. But like, uh, I think there's a legitimate roster argument to be made. And by the way, like. How about getting Vlad Jr. in a room with Joey Votto for an extended period of time and figuring out where well, that career and that power project and like that overall think, offensive approach is going? I'm going to say this. I think Vlad Jr. probably catches his fair era, uh, fair share of arrows, deservedly so. There's probably a good chance that Joey Votto's presence helps some other people out in that room that probably don't get talked about as maybe a root cause or root issues. Uh, I'm going to go with the best <laughs> anthem. Best anthem. Jay is seething inside right now. This corny ass Canadian pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, tough. Jay hates moose. He hates poutine. Big fan of the Canadian Leafs, though, from what I understand, Jay. But Votto's a tough guy to read. I can see him really just being like, fuck Canada. I don't want to play that. <laughs> why, why would he say that? I don't know. But I'm saying he's a tough guy to read. You don't really know what's going on. He gives answers that are very thought-provoking. No, I, and then he's I like, love, I, can't you I see love, him being like that? I don't fuck. I don't want to play I, I loved in his video where he's like... I've been in Cincinnati for 17 years. Still no idea how the streets work. Still no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. God bless Canada. Man. Where do you think he's going to end up? He's that's not going to retire. He's not that, retiring. Yeah. That's got to be the odds on favor. Canada. That's uh, Toronto's a perfect fit. Is that, That's so lazy. We're just dropping the Canadian in Canada. Oh, yeah. The Jays. But yeah. like the Brandon Belt comparison, is the piece fits perfectly. It, but and, and what, what is he pursuing? What is he pursuing with this next location? Because Have like I, I asked the question on that Twitter, is. and like, well, and some people were like, "Oh, raise it, you know, go to the Pirates." It's like, what? Why? <laughs> why? That's a, the Pirates but, probably don't have any interest in that either because they're on it, you know, their eighth youth movement of the last twenty years. But like oh, the, hey, but fine. like. You you need to go to he needs to be in a good team. Nobody's paying him lots of well, money. That, that's what, so it's yeah, either go what, to a bad team and make no money, or go to a good team and make no money and maybe get a few less plate appearances, but compete for well, a championship. And is, by the way, to the point of plate appearances, is any is there any team that's giving him five hundred plate appearances next season? I I don't think so. I don't think but, he's but giving if, if Joey Votto plate appearances. No, no, no I don't either, But like I'm just saying dude. hypothetically, if that's what's important. I, I'm what's, saying what's more Joey Votto, Jared? What's more Joey Votto? If this is a hypothetical hot tub situation and Joey Votto gets signed to a one year deal to be a team's everyday first baseman, will his body allow him to have five hundred plate appearances? I'm taking so the he, under. Beautiful segue. What's more Joey Votto? To come back for a year and pursue the championship or to come back and sign a one-year, almost like disrespectful compensation deal 
with a team like the Pirates and go, I told you I just wanted to come back and prove that I was healthy. And what did I do in 24? I got 593 at-bats. Guess what I did? I proved that I was healthy. And I was a six and a half win player. So you know what? Oh, shit. I'm oh, good. Shit. <laughs> I'm out of here. Six and a half wins. Hey. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't I don't get where this vengeful I need to prove this Joey Votto character arc comes from because he didn't well, no, have playing time because he was hurt. So it's not it's not like the Reds were but like that's what he hey, said. we're taking away your playing time. Uh, because we don't think that you're that good anymore. Like, bro was hurt last year. So I don't think that he needs to go out and prove that he can do it over the over 162 one last time, regardless of what the organization is that he ends up with. I think if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna come back, which I do believe that he is, because I if you're gonna put out a three-minute video and not retire and not even allude to retiring like it wasn't even like i need you know i'm going to talk about this with my family and you know we'll see what the future has next like all he was really doing was closing the chapter on the, cincinnati. On the cincinnati red yeah that's it yeah, so he's that's he it. wants to play next year and i think some team will give him a major league contract I, one year deal i think to joey's question about you know the the interviews and the green key combo in kansas city what's more quirky though for joey Votto to when, when he signs you think he doesn't understand what it would look like if he were to sign with the pittsburgh pirates mm-hmm. <laughs> I honestly and, 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 and then him go and then him go yeah no I I told you guys like I I was I understood why couldn't they play me in Cincinnati because I was broken physically and I don't know if I'm done as a baseball player who's gonna sign me up for a championship run right now when I haven't proven that I can stay healthy and contribute I get that so in an act of complete and total self awareness and just being Joey Votto he sides with the Bucks plays out a year like I said. <laughs> posts a nice season and he's like you know what oh man that was great i felt healthy that was maybe that was it that was all i needed i'm good thanks guys you're convincing me dal and no one expects (laughs) him to do that makes a little sense to anyone else but i could definitely see him kind of being like no i'm here to fucking win yeah he's going for the mvp next year because you could honestly i mean would it be just as easy would it be just as easy to say well what if the dodgers came kicking around and wanted to give joey Votto? Seven million, eight million. They're gonna uh-huh. like lowball him just so he can be part of a potential championship run. Is that even a lowball? If he got if he got eight million, is that a lowball for a forty-year-old so. Joey Votto? No, no. That's why I put. That's why I said the number when I said it. Yeah, to, I think you know, like the two ten is respectable for where we're at right now. Yeah, for sure. That that again, the the two million thing was just in a comparison to the well, Reds. You, you spit in his face. Well, I mean, if the no, that, that's finding out if you are indeed spitting in his face or if he is going, yeah, you know what? That's all good. I will take the league minimum to stay here and figure out if I'm going to be healthy over the eight mil that I'm getting in Pittsburgh, because <laughs> if I'm just looking Dallas to figure out who I am and manifest Joey Votto to the Pirates, that's all this is about. <laughs> like, well, no, you just, know, if anyone's listening, you know, if anyone wants to you know, get the idea train going, you know, it's like. Maybe oh we can my god. Just check it out. There you go. Know, <laughs> you know, I can see we got Joey Votto's agent's number real quick. Put you guys in a group text. Come on, brother. Let's just get, let's get rolling on this idea, brother. We get Joey Votto in Pittsburgh. Next thing you know, that April turns into a great May. That great May turns into a great June. And next thing you know, those Pittsburgh Pirates are going to take that division title and they're going to, you know what they're going to do, Columbus? You know what they're going to do? They're going to... 
Washington! Hooray, the Columbus! The Pittsburgh Pirates are coming! And they ain't coming without Paul Skeens and Joey Votto! We'll see ya when we're sailing those seven seas, Carabas, with Joey Votto, your future Hall of Famer. How good did that feel for you? How good did that feel? I'm sold. He's coming home. That's it. Three-fifths of this podcast are already on board, Jay. Hey, you can load your fucking cannons up all you want, pal. All you want. I would rather see him old yellered. (laughs) Wow. I'll send in his papers myself if that's what how this plays out. He deserves a much, much better fate than that. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want him on the I would I would buy a Joey Bottle Pirates jersey. Fuck yes. If he ends up with the pirates, I'm getting us all Votto pirates jerseys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. I can get on board with that. Oh, I, I can I can hang it ironically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you only get ironic jerseys at this point of your adult yeah. life anyway. Yeah, that's gonna be my whole spread. With the free jersey. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be my whole spread. Just jokes on jokes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this Votto Pittsburgh jersey? Let me tell you. <laughs> um, anyways, so we'll keep our uh, ear to the ground on the Joey Votto oh, Pirates more. sweepstakes. Ear to the seashell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ear to the conch on Joey Votto to Pittsburgh. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. Just looking at the odds tonight, you got the Wizards plus 11.5 against the Sixers. You got the Warriors minus 7 against the Pistons. The Spurs plus 9 against the Pacers with Webb and Yama. A lot of action out there tonight. And DraftKings Sportsbook has it all. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jared. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jared. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com basketball terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are some individuals who also either opt out, opted out of their deals or had their options declined. Uh, Let's start with Tim Anderson. The White Sox told T.A., thanks, but no thanks. See you later. And some of the like articles out there that have projected what like some what did the athletic have him getting 14 million who the fuck is giving tim anderson 14 million dollars to play for their baseball team next year i don't th- i don't think anybody 
Now. Pirates. <laughs> we got we got plans, Joe. We got plans. We're not we're not thinking middle infield right now. Uh yeah, that 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 will be an interesting landing spot for a couple different reasons, wherever that is. Um just because of I think how things unfolded in the in the White Sox clubhouse and a lot of the stuff that was going on in the White Sox clubhouse, whether you want to point a finger at lack of leadership, whether you want to saddle anybody with responsibilities or excuse me, the accountability. I think that will be something that people look for or look towards, look into. I think when thinking about pulling anybody out of that clubhouse. Joe. It's tough. I mean, he was all-star two years ago. Two back-to-back all-star. Um, well, that's good. He fair? also he also got hurt at the end of 22 and I guess missed the second half of the season and then went from that to having, I mean, maybe the worst offensive season in the league last year. Well, Close and there was, it. I'm not, I'm not going to make excuses for Tim Anderson and the lack of productivity and whether or not you want to clap back with bro brought it on himself. Sounds like you're about okay. to make excuses for him. But no, but obviously when you deal with things away from the baseball field as well, that can have a huge impact on how you're able to go about your business and how you're able to compartmentalize things. And it just appears that that was a, that was probably a bigger factor than I think anybody ever wants to believe it can be. Cause you want to believe that you can just, you know, I can separate this. I'm here at my place of work, place of business. This is my, you know, my, my sanctuary. And you can kind of go into that world. And sometimes those worlds blend and there is no getting away from it. There's no getting comfortable with it. And you just have to go through things in life. And unfortunately, I think that was probably uh, a big part of what happened with Tim last year. I it has to be. I'm, I'm as the body language expert on the podcast. That guy was <laughs> fucking miserable in, in Chicago. Cool. And he wasn't the only one. Everyone was. And yeah. pretty much everyone on that team did terrible last year. It wasn't the only well, one. Joey said he was, you know, kind of one of the worst. He was literally the worst offensive player in baseball <laughs> among qualified hitters last year. Like he was dead last in WOBA, weighted runs created plus, and just standard OPS um, of the 133 qualified batters. So what Dallas is saying is true or could be true. I don't know. Um, but he, this is like the, the bottom completely falling out of a player. Um, and it also follows multiple seasons of decline leading up to that not at this degree but we're also talking about a guy who had an 886 ops in 2020 and it was down to 734 in 22 so there were already signs of erosion happening the thing i think works in his favor two things he's not terribly old he's going to be in his age 31 season in 24 so it's not like there's not a window here for him to run off two three four more productive seasons if he can bounce back and it was a lot of off-field stuff and the shortstop crop among free agents is just not very not strong. strong. And I, yeah. and I think if you look at the list, there are two guys, maybe three that I could convince myself more easily on than Tim Anderson, but that's the most like, I, I think if you're in the market for a cost effective shortstop, cause that's really all, all there are in this class. Um, then I think, Tim Anderson is going to be at or near the top of that pile. Um, assuming you don't think he's some sort of clubhouse issue or something like that, that doesn't it never seem to be the case prior to like the very, very recent 
history if it was even then well, and, so and, like and that's why and that's why J.I. said everybody in that room because there is no like it's not fair to point at just one person yeah, for in sure. that room you know what i mean he like just happened when, to be there the longest um yep. i mean he, he just had quick, the more public uh for sure. toxic moments yeah and, and was the worst of those players like he I mean, it, there were a it, lot of disappointing guys he played the worst out of all of them um yeah just to run off a few shortstops that are available Ahmed Rosario is probably the class of this shortstop free agency. Uh, so that's where we start. Uh, Brandon Crawford, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, TA, Jose Iglesias, DeYoung, or uh, 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 Nick Ahmed, Joey Wendell, Adalberto Mondesi, Danny Mendick. We're, I mean, you get deep real fast. Um, yeah, you do. Like as far as, as far as upside and potential bounce back, there's no way I think you can put Tim Anderson anywhere lower than three on that list. No, I think it's Rosario because he's the most established level mm -hmm. of performance at this point. Mm -hmm. And then I'm looking at TA. I think that's yeah. because everybody I mean, else Crawford's going to be lightning in a bottle like it was three years ago. Everybody I, else I, on that list, you know, is just basically replacement level. Right. And or, or maybe fractionally above. Tim Anderson was below replacement level last year, but has a more recent history of borderline star level performance than anybody else on this list except for possibly crawford um and he's also six years younger than brandon crawford so the class helps him in that regard yeah and, and i mean like i would say is uh second base availability as well he can be a middle infielder playing some second base in the world baseball classic i'm sure that there's plenty of teams that could use an upgrade up the middle um, nice bounce back candidate for a small market team like say the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like I feel like that's, a, <laughs> that's <Yeah. a> <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to be honest. That one makes a lot more sense yeah, to me. Yeah, I uh, I, I get it. Uh, before, <laughs> yeah, uh, I get it. I <laughs> mean, they got O'Neill Cruz. Don't forget about O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. I got a sweet. I got a sweet Cruz jersey. Mm. That's right. Oh, thanks, Jared. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks Jared. Thanks You're for welcome. the jersey. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, I, I am uh, I am going to go have to take care of uh, a husband responsibilities here soon. I know we're rattling off uh, free agents, guys that have opted out. I wanted to ask Jay Hay something, uh, and obviously want to get your guys' opinion on it too, because I think a fan perspective sounds like is, you don't give a fuck what me and Joe think. But go yeah, ahead. I just said I just said I want to get your guys' perspective as well. Because the fan, from a, uh, the from a fan opinion, then we'll get the fan, <laughs> fucking stupid ass fans <laughs> thoughts. No, you're 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 as just as much of an expert on anything baseball related as any one of us could be i look at you guys absolutely down through my nose but in my heart i tell myself that i think of you as equals and i hope i project that i don't believe it but i hope i project it I so what I i'm getting at pants off for you boy <laughs> <laughs> that's right joe keep your pants on pal uh keep your pants on because the cleveland guardians believe they believe in they believe in Stephen Vote, and I believe in Stephen Vote, the new Guardians skipper. And the reason I need to ask where you guys are coming from here, because I can give you all the love, and I can I can give you all the everything you need to know and want to know, want to hear about Stephen Vote. I can give you that, but on the surface, it's very obvious that this is a, and I've seen some guys, you know, kind of tongue in cheek joke about it, a hire with no experience as far as managerial experience at the big league level is concerned. Understand that. So Jay, because you are the resident guardian fan, what is the feeling initially knowing who Steven vote is as a player and 
his stops along the way and some of the storylines that have followed him and just what a kind of a guy he is to your extent, but knowing that he doesn't have that dirt under his managerial spikes, he's replacing a living baseball legend, a living baseball God in Tito Francona. What is your initial reaction to that lack of experience taking over for a Hall of Fame bound manager? So I think I would have legitimate concerns about that lack of experience if the Guardians were a serious World Series contender. If this team was going into 24 with expectations that we have to hit the ground running, we are competing to win the division, no questions asked. And our goal is a world championship or a team that is that can put forth a real effort at that sort of thing, then I would have questions about Stephen Vogt replacing Terry Francona. I'd have questions about lots of people replacing Terry Francona, but particularly somebody with Vogt's lack of managerial chops. Um, in this case, I am a little less concerned. Um, I think that this is a team that will allow him to grow on the job. I think there's a window here where the front office and ownership can determine whether he is the sort of fit long term for this team, whether he has the chops to be a fit long term, because if there's one thing we know about Cleveland, the preference, the strong preference is to maintain the manager. Uh, that goes back for my entire fandom. Mike Hargrove was the manager from 1992 to 1999, and they did not want to make that change when they made it. Charlie Manuel had a multi-year run. He was obviously part of Hargrove's staff, uh, so kind of a continuation of that. Eric Wedge was Wedgie. the manager for, what, eight seasons, seven mm -hmm. seasons. Um, Manny Acta got three, and then Terry Francona had his, like, you know, decade-long run. Um, I, I think it's okay to give him this, this time to figure it out. What I do think is unique about this situation, though, is that this was the only team remaining in Major League Baseball, I think, where you could make a credible case that the manager was the face of the franchise. Yeah. Um, and that's not disrespectful to Joe Ram, who I think the world of and uh, is on the MVP oh, ballot Tito. every single season he plays. But that's just Tito, Tito. Is a, Tito is a relic of a past era of manager. Um, he has the rings from different stops. He got very close with the Cleveland franchise and I think close enough where he had the respect that goes along with almost winning one, I think, uh, for that franchise, um, because it was basically the most successful managerial tenure since Hargrove. And those are the two best in franchise history. Those are the only two. Um, and so I just think it's going it's a very unique situation. No other new manager will be replacing a face of a franchise, no matter how good that incumbent manager was. So um I'm open. I'm optimistic. It's not who I thought they were going to hire. I didn't have strong opinions about who they should hire. I just know I'm going to miss Tito. Um, and I don't think this, my expectations for the 24 Guardians are pretty modest. I don't think they're a lot different from what they were this season uh, when they went 76 and 86. And that seems like a fit for Steven Vogt to kind of find his legs. Those are my, That's my answer, I think. <clears throat> I think it's, it certainly follows a trend of um, managers that didn't necessarily have the highest wins above replacement, but still stuck around in big league clubhouses for a long time. And I think that that usually translates to good 
big league managers, successful well, that, big league managers. Joe, what, what do you got? Uh, I mean, I you weren't say, even alive for the Bobby Cox era, but imagine yeah, replacing a guy like Bobby Cox. <laughs> Bobby Cox retired in like 2014, 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I was alive, bro. Um, I, 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 you know where I stand on this. I like old guy managers better than young guy managers. So I want to prove himself. I think he missed out on Ron Washington, but we'll keep him. I'm glad he did. I think old guy managers are in right now and they went with a young dude. But we'll see. You know, so, Stephen Vokes, a guy, he was a Braves guy. People and, forget. And, you know, no, for sure. And, and Joe, I can give you some reassurance in knowing that uh, voter cut from the old cloth. Not from the new cloth, and not to say that the new young that that's a bad cloth. I like that material too, right? I, I'd sleep on those sheets, no problem. Uh, but the old sheets, those are comfy. You know what you're getting with those sheets. And voter is cut from that cloth. I reminded the world today, or at least the people who are in our little world, um, of just who Stephen Vote is and what you're getting in terms of commitment to the job, commitment to the craft, and the example that has to be set. And when you have questions about who an individual is, when you can see the work ethic play out, I think that can, I don't want to say put you at ease, but it gives you some sort of safety and security knowing, oh, okay, like I have no idea who this guy is, but if if this is what I'm getting, if this is just a glimpse of how he goes about it, and the video I posted for the folks who are listening to this and, and haven't seen it is of him on the last day of the season, last day of the season, he's announced he's retiring. Everybody in the world knows he's retiring. And he's down there in the bullpen before the game, before a day game, the last game of his career, fully geared up, blocking baseballs in the dirt. And that's the kind of shit that you want to see out of people who are leading the charge. Or even if you're not leading the charge, I need that kind of commitment on my field staff. Right. And and that's the kind of stuff that does not go overlooked and that cannot be quantified. It just simply can't. Because in the video at the end, what you watch is you watch young Shay Langoliers, old Bangaliers come walking up behind voter, just like, you know, looking at him. Get he'll get him whatever he needs. Like and it's just uh, and I <laughs> Shay's watching that and he's realizing. This is the kind of shit that has to be done to stay in the big leagues, to even be successful here. That's who you now have managing that room. That's who you now have taking information from the front office, like he did as a catcher when it comes to scouting reports and it comes to having your feel and then the paperwork from the front office. How do I marry these two? Well, he's got some experience doing that. And sure, this is going to be on a completely different level, but for the folks who want to say there's no experience, I would counter back with the relationship that's required between catchers and really the uh, run prevention group these days is how they're labeled. That is much like managing because you have to manage an analytic staff, multiple people in that. And you also have to explain to them how you watch the guy's hands drop in a 2-1 count because you can feel him trying to lift the ball, but like you're just trying to have those conversations. Can it be done? The answer is yes. But to Jay Hayes' point, I think it's a smooth enough runway without the requirement of a ring at the end of that runway year one that will allow Stephen Vogt to entrench himself 
and endear himself, albeit through probably struggles and triumphs, you're going to love what you're getting from Stephen Book. Baseball may be finished, but there's a new season to be happy about, the holidays. And the beer that was perfect for baseball is also the perfect match for a brighter holiday. From its bold, refreshing flavor to its beautiful, bright color, Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian-style wheat ale is made brighter for the holidays. It was pretty well documented on this pod that all through the season, all through the playoffs, even during spring training, we were drinking Blue Moons every single night. Well, Thanksgiving's coming up, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, and that means pretty soon we'll be rolling around to spring training again. And you know the only way we're getting through this offseason is by drinking Blue Moons. For holiday gatherings, break out the bright stuff. Blue Moon Brewing Company beers are made brighter as the perfect complement to the holiday season. From Blue Moon Belgian White's refreshing flavor, to Light Sky's real tangerine peel taste, to Moon Haze's juicy burst of flavor, the whole crowd will be reaching for the bright stuff this holiday. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian style wheat ale is a beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. This season should be merry and bright, so Blue Moon is a perfect match for the holidays. The crack of a beer, the pour, the first sip of that bold flavor, Blue Moon always feels like a special occasion. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color, a beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all through the holidays. Brighten up the holidays with a beer that's made brighter. Get Blue Moon Belgian White Belgian Style Wheat Ale, Light Sky, and Moon Haze delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket for delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly Blue Moon Brewing Company Golden Colorado Ale. Well, and don't forget that one of the, one of, not the only, not even the main, maybe, but one of the reasons that Terry Francona chose Cleveland, because he basically did get to choose in a lot of ways that he, wa- that he went to Cleveland. The reason he did that, in part, was because the Cleveland media is not the Boston media. And it's not, this is an opportunity, Stephen Vogt will have the opportunity to learn on the job without it being a crushing daily conversation, which I do think is important. Also, on a much more lighthearted note, uh, let's all remember that Stephen Vogt started his real MLB career zero for 32. Yes. Mm-mm. Walked walked on, started went hitless for his first 32 career bats at bats. It actually went into a second season. Started in 2012, continued on to 2013. That's the sort of persistence this man has that he didn't give up after 0 for 32. Jay Hay. I would have. Jay Hay. I would have too. Jay Hay. Yes. Yeah. What Tell him how it ended for Steven Vogt. <laughs> in what way? He hit a home run against Zach Weiss. He oh, had a I fucking thought we, bomb. I thought we were talking about he's last, a Guardians manager now. In, in his last at bat, he hit a fucking bomb. Yeah. And buddy, let me tell you, I had goosebumps for the next <laughs> week. Oh, God. Uh-oh. What do we got? <clears throat> Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. The New York Mets. Got Shohei Otani. Have hired Shohei, Shohei Otani. Otani. Carlos Mendoza. Oh, Carlos the comedian Mendoza. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Mencia. Carlos Mencia. <laughs> yeah, they have a new manager, and his name is Carlos Mendoza. In the breaking news: Who? Uh, John Heyman and Joel Sherman. That hire, terrible hire. Okay, that. terrible hire. That is such a stupid decision. Wow. This guy has no chance in New York. They're going to eat this guy alive. Yeah, he is a Venezuelan <clears throat> baseball coach. It's uh, 
Let's go through his Wikipedia page. Who is this man? It's not very robust. <laughs> it's actually more confusing. Yeah. Uh, I used to get spam calls. They call me all the time. Is this Carlos Mendoza? So, I was like, Mendoza, oh. the 43... 43- <laughs> The 43-year-old so Mendoza has coached in the Yankees organization since 2009. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he last four seasons is the team's bench coach under Aaron Boone. Yeah. He bench managed coach. the Gulf Coast Yankees in 2011 and the Class A Charleston River Dogs in 2012. Ooh. He was their infield coach in 2017. And mm-hmm. he was the bench coach under Omar Lopez or Venezuela at the 23 WBC. Oh, here's something. Uh, according to Michael Kay on his radio show, before each game at Yankee Stadium, Mendoza ceremoniously tosses exactly 40 sunflower seeds in the grass behind home plate, one for each man on the extended Yankees roster. Wow. Oh, rich, ritualistic. <clears throat> Big ritual guy. Yep. Wow. Big ritual guy. Hey, Big... The, the... I got, a, like, I got a funny I got a funny feeling, guys, that there's gonna be some more managerial moves. Well, Craig Council's not staying in Milwaukee. But it wasn't it down to where else would he go? Wasn't it down to the Milwaukee and the Mets? Who else? Uh the Angels. Kind of kind of interesting to let like a longtime incumbent manager kind of freely interview. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Who's successful? I'm not, not good or bad, just kind of weird. Yeah, and a guy that they sound like they're willing to have back if it doesn't play out differently. I don't really understand. I mean, I don't want to use the word. I'm not going to use it. Cuck. It's yes, that's exactly the word I was going to use. (laughs) Yes, Um, it's a little cucky, isn't it? It is a little cucky. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like go out there, go out there and fuck other dudes. But if you don't like it, you can always come back to me, baby. I mean, you know, I love you. Cuck jokes aside, I mean, and we're now down a tangent, but it may be more reflective of the Brewers' upcoming intentions about their roster building and the direction of that franchise. Because if you're letting an established winning manager talk and maybe walk out the door, mm-hmm. and Corbin Burns is on the last year of his deal, et cetera, et cetera, like oh, Jay, hey, maybe Craig you're... Council knows what's coming down the, the pike there and mm. is like, hey, can I latch onto a winner? Or a team that wants to win in the next two or three years. Craig Council um, is just out here being like, "I'm attracted to a lot of different guys." And it's like, uh, we get it, dude. You can explore all you want. If you don't like it by the end of the tour, you can always come back to Milwaukee. We love them here. That's all. Yeah, it's gonna be like I like I said. There's gonna be some some managerial. I think I think there's gonna be some managerial moves. Some more. It's going to be interesting because the council sounds like, thing sounds like you know something. You the council bitch. thing. No, the council hey, thing. Hey, what is, do you know? What do you know? Similar to what do you uh, know? Like think about you know, think Dallas? about the Bob Melvin situation in San Diego. Yeah. Oh, he's coming to Oakland. <laughs> Council's jumping. No, just shit. think about the Bob no, Melvin situation in San Diego, right? Council's like going I mean, to the green and gold. He's hey. locked up for a couple of years. Like what, what, what? But no, please. Why would he you know? leave? And Bob Melvin, well, when Bob Melvin was in Oakland, Oakland, Bob Melvin oh. was afforded the opportunity to go and speak to the folks in San Diego, and it was because of why. You tell us. Well, I don't know. Jay just outlined maybe a potential yeah, but move. Okay. But there was like 
open reported animosity going on in, in San Diego. Like there's yeah, nothing irreparable bi- relationship damage. Yeah. Like that or was b- kind of like a multiple joke. fronts. Yeah. yeah. And even when like uh, the, the main, I'm forgetting his name, but the main Padres owner, whenever he came out and said that I have full confidence or when Preller came out and said, we intend to bring Preller. Bob Melvin back. Like n- nobody, I don't think anybody took that at face value and, and was like, oh, it's totally cool now. Nothing's going yeah. to happen. But like no. the brewers, I haven't heard of any reports of issues with Craig Council, and they have, I believe, the thing I intimated earlier about them welcoming him back. I think they've they're on record as saying that. I, to me, it's just well, the only thing it leaves is that the Brewers are not going to be competing at a at a divisional level in the next couple of years. And they told Craig Council that, and they said, if you want to go look for other opportunities, please go do so. And if you don't find anything you like, we will welcome you back because you're well, you're the best manager we've had in. 20, 30 years, whatever. What about we didn't we didn't mention this team as a potential landing spot for Craig Council. What about the Houston Astros after the Dusty Baker retirement? Here we go. Houston Astros. They got, yeah. They're talking. They're gonna need somebody. I think Ron Washington, that's where he should go. I mean, that's Wash back in Texas. Mm. And I, I obviously I want him to stay with the Braves, but if that's what he wants. I let him go because I just love Wash. Want to see him happy, and I think he'd kill it. Maybe Larusa. Larusa. <laughs> yeah. They get, get Big T in there. Uncle T. <laughs> maybe maybe pull maybe pull Joe Torre and his waddle out of the uh, MLB Central Office. <laughs> yeah. Bochi just tied him. He's got to get back out there. Oh, you got to get a leg up. It's true. Uh, Dallas, he said you have to go take a shit. Is what he said. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I actually, I've got to go be a husband. My, I, I've, I'm now uh-huh. 10 minutes late. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was in Dallas's, uh, live video thing the other day where he was handling bees and I found it very peculiar that they wear these full fucking protective suits, but like no gloves. It's like you're handling the bees with your hands. You're protecting everything but your hands. And then they can yeah, just well, fly up your sleeve and get into the no, suit, which no, is even can't. worse. Oh, yes, no, they, they can't. can. No, they can't. I watched. Yeah, they don't. They, uh, you have elastic on the sleeves. <laughs> like, and, you know, and Dallas is talking shit. They don't sting. I've never been stung. Then why do you need the suit, bro? You're yeah, such why fucking tough bees. You're the bee no, whisperer. They, why do you got to wear the suit? Because if they swarm, that's a different story, pal. Well, then you may, may not be the and bee guy. And with the lack of ability to directly communicate with the bee. Got more breaking news before you go, Dallas. What do you got now? This is a tweet from Ken Rosenthal. Oh, Rosie. <laughs> Ken Rosenthal tweets, Craig Council will manage next season, but not the Brewers or the Mets. I mean, we know it's not going to be the fucking Mets. Uh, but that's the first that I've seen that he will definitively not manage the Brewers. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Welcome to Houston. The manager. Where the fuck else is he gonna go? You're not gonna. You're not gonna go manage the Angels without <laughs> Shohei. Go. And all right, bye, Dallas. I gotta. Go. Yeah. We'll see you, boys. <laughs> I'm out. See ya. Oh, I mean, he's not going to Oakland. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Craig oh. Council going to Oakland would be like Votto going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's like just fucking hang up your spikes instead, man. The A's Works. might just hire Dallas, bro. At this point, like, what the fuck? 
Like, why? Why wouldn't you? At least if you're Joey Votto going to Pittsburgh, it's like, all right, I can like mentor. Yeah. I can like there. There's a chance that we start off hot like we did last year, or maybe catch lightning in a bottle and win 84. I think games hiring Dallas is a great idea. Go Hire. full Bill Vec style if you're running the A's and just make it a carnival <laughs> and have that and have that guy as your uh, as your carnival barker. What what role would you hire Dallas for? Manager. I think that's what oh, a manager. Skipper, yeah. man. He'd be the skipper to also be third base coach. Yeah. Let his ass grow into the job too. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dallas, you have you have 15 years to grow into the job. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Hopefully you're a competent manager by the time we're ready to field a roster that doesn't suck ass. Yeah. I could see it. I, I mean, I that. sort of could, like in some sort of like movie comedy sort of way, and in like a real life way. It would blow my fucking mind if Dallas managed the baseball team. The head manager? He doesn't have the... Uh, what's the word? The focus? It's not the focus. He doesn't have the, the balance. He's yeah. too emotional. I think, he'd be, I think he'd be an outstanding coach at yeah. a major league level or a minor league level for the, in the right role. Manager, though? I mean, he's got to get up and get... He, you give press conferences like every fucking day. Right, he would just snap. Yeah, imagine him was... doing the Aaron Boone thing where he hops on those guys' podcasts, and no. he, you know he's hopping on ours, and we're because obviously we would have the official deal with Dallas, right? And you know, and we're really growing them. We're not letting them off the hook for yeah. that 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 relief pitcher change in the seventh inning. Questioning his lineup construction, being like, "Really? Yeah. Why would you bat this guy? Why would you bat this guy fifth? That doesn't make sense." Just start screaming idiot. at us that we never played the game. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiots. <laughs> That's good. Let's we should do this. All right. So we've got the deal. Yeah. We'll have the deal for his managerial weekly spot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that would be great. I don't think it's that far fetched. Right. I think at some point Dallas will be managing the Oakland Because <laughs> once once Craig Council says he doesn't want us to do it, I mean the next guy in line is Dallas, I would yeah. assume. That's yeah. true. We're really just one Craig Council. Away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are one Craig Council rejection away from Dallas Braden being on the ones and twos of the Oakland A's. Also, shout out, shout out Mark Kotze, their actual real manager right now. <laughs> He's there, no doubt. But I mean, there's no way. No, he I'm just saying, just shout out. Yeah, shout out. Shout out to Mark Kotze. Hell of a. Well, I'm sure he's only got like one or two more years before like this just grinds on you in a way you can't even imagine. Yeah, like you, you as the Oakland A's manager, you age more rapidly than the president of the United States, I would assume. Do you know, like we joke about, oh, major league, tough lifestyle. And, you know, that's mostly true. Do you know how awful it would be to spend seven months managing a 50-win baseball team? Terrible. It, not just a 50-win baseball team, but that one specifically. With no hope. Yeah, no hope and no fans and the if everything goes nuts. right, you're a 60 win baseball team. Yeah, like there's rats in your office. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's filled. You with can't rocks even do the sleep in your office thing because you'll wake up with a rat humping your face. Yeah. yeah, you're not even really in the big leagues. You're basically in baseball purgatory. No, yeah, I think there are some really nice AAA. Yeah, there's some nice AAA facilities out there too. Oh yeah, gorgeous. I don't remember seeing any rats in King County. No. Shout out to the Cougars. We love Cougars. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Baseball season may be over, but there's still a bunch of events out there that I want to go to. I know Game Time has my back for those events, and they're honestly the perfect ticketing app for me because I'm a huge last-minute guy. My buddies will start texting in the group chat 5.30, 6 o'clock for a 7 p.m. Celtics game like, hey, anybody want to go to the game tonight? I got nothing to do. We're talking like an hour before the game starts, which is exactly where Game Time thrives because by then the ticket prices are through the floor. Sometimes I'll hop on the train without even having tickets and head my way over to the garden because I know I'm going to get some tickets on Game Time. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for big-time savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code JARED for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code J-A-R-E-D for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez opted out of his deal with the Detroit Tigers after uh, saying that he uh, after vetoing a trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers and saying, I'm here to stay, baby. Then he said, well, not here specifically. I meant like Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we put aside that weirdness, I think the the financial decision makes some sense coming off of a really strong season, right? Like he had three and 49 left on his deal. Um, yeah. And he's coming off a year where he had 26 starts of a 3-3 ERA um, and a FIP to match. I mean, he's what, the eyeballing it? He's something like the seventh best starting pitcher available, if you include Yamamoto. Yamamoto, Snell. Are you putting Giolito above above Eddie? No, no. I'm putting, <sighs> the guys I'm for sure putting a- ahead of him are Yamamoto, Nola, Snell. I think you have to put Jordan Stroman. Montgomery ahead of him yep. and Sonny Gray. Those are the Not guys Stroman? I'm putting ahead of him. I think Stroman and Erod are on similar... Shotei Ohani? Qual- I, I think they are similar quality pitchers. Because the thing about Stroman, like, and we, I guess we can do these together, like, he opted out of 1-21 in 21 or whatever, but I, I, the end of his season throws a cloud on his free agency in a way that Erod is simply not dealing with at the moment. Like, he They're came back and he threw, he threw eight innings, Stroman did, in four appearances and never once his pitch counts were 31, 13, 64, and 38. Like, he never logged a full outing after he got back. So, like, I get why he's opting out of one year and $21 million, but if I'm the Cubs, this isn't, like, a devastating blow to me because there are lots of good pitchers, or, or a decent number, if you're, particularly if you're willing to spend 20 to $25 million a year on them. He was also like, really good in the first half, though. Like, he helped them. He was awesome. Yeah, he he helped them gain legitimacy going into the second half where people were considering them to be a playoff team or a potential playoff team. Totally, but that's what makes it a complicated situation. It's not like he was bad all year, was injured, came back and was not good again. He was awesome for 75% of the season, got hurt and came back and was not the same. And then they didn't 
and then didn't pitch in the postseason. So like, do you do you think it was wise for him to opt out? I do. I think he will get more than one in twenty one. Um, I think he. I think there's a chance that on a yearly basis, what he gets is not fundamentally different than what he opted out of, but he will get more than one year. So yes, yeah. If that's what he wanted, then that's fine. I also think it can work out just fine for the Cubs because if they're willing to shell out some money, adding Aaron Nola or adding Sonny Gray or adding. Yamamoto or even just straight up replacing him with Erod like all of those to me are viable options for this team Um, because they have the ace they have Justin Steele yeah I think it's also uh, maybe it's a little bit telling that Stroman was very vocal about wanting to sign an extension with the Cubs before the injury stuff and the Cubs were like that's nice I think there was a weird vibe there that outpaced the fact that Stroman was very good for them. Like, that's what we also have to remember is across 22-23, he threw 275 innings and a 3.73 ERA for the Cubs in about 50, I think it was 50 starts. That's good. Like, they got their money's worth. It just didn't ever, to your point, it didn't ever seem like, particularly the Cubs side, I think, was ever really willing to commit to a longer term marriage than what they had going on right now. Um, but it is... It is incumbent on the Cubs to replace his production in the rotation because if you if you are they can't count on internally replacing the production that Marcus Stroman gave them in 23 in 2024 and their hopes have to be making the playoffs next year. So they've got other business to take care of, too, of course, with Bellinger and all that. But that opt out was like the least surprising thing in the world. Yeah, the 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 Eddie opt out is very intriguing because he. (laughs) <laughs> he wanted to stay on the East Coast, which is why uh, we, we, we've we been told that's why he opted out or vetoed the trade to the Dodgers. Didn't want to go on the West Coast, even if it was for half a season. Um, kind of said he wanted to stay in Detroit and then opted out. And I, I, I don't, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe he opted out of his deal with the Tigers to renegotiate a better deal with the Tigers. <laughs> I, I think he... Uh, he probably would like to play baseball elsewhere, but now we're kind of just looking at some East Coast teams. Um, prioritizing winning doesn't seem to be something that he cares about a ton. If you didn't want to go to the Dodgers and you originally signed with the Tigers, who have just been a barren wasteland of baseball competitiveness, um, it is, uh, I don't know. You know, it would be the most fitting return if you're saying it has to be an East Coast team. Uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Yep. But that but I already like looking at the landscape of of destinations. It's not going to be Boston. It's not going to be Baltimore. I don't I don't see the Orioles spending. So it's like, all right, well, what do you got? The Mets? Mets. Like, is he a Met? Orioles do have to replace Gibson, though, who was. Very effective for them this year. Are they going to go? Would, would it really, would it really surprise no, you if he, It would have really surprised you if he went to a West Coast team. Yeah, it would. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It shouldn't because, I mean, he said he didn't want to go to the West Coast, but he also said he was he was happy in Detroit, and that's why he didn't he didn't accept the you trade. Know, you know where I like him as a fit, actually. Uh, the Miami. Philly? Miami. I don't know if they're going to outlay the type of money that we're talking about, but you know, for all the talk about their pitching depth, they actually needed pitching last year. 
at different points. Um, yeah. I think they could. I think they could really use somebody to soak up innings um, around Yuri Perez and around Eduard Cabrera and stuff like that. Like their rotation for next year right now is Lazardo, Perez, Braxton Garrett, Edward Cabrera, and Trevor Rogers. Fe- really feels like you could use a guy who could throw 150 to 170 innings in there. Mm-hmm. And they are nominally trying to win baseball games. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see where do you see Eddie going, Joseph? Well, I guess if for me, I, the well, it's hard to say with the Padres. I'm just looking at like the starting pitchers. They have like the 25th ranked projected war next year in terms of starting pitchers, which is terrible. And and this is a guy who they would in the past three four years you'd be like oh the Padres will just fu- fucking sign him to like a seven year deal you know <laughs> yeah. give but now given now that they're like going fucking bankrupt getting loans trying to like remanage their money who knows what they're gonna do but this does seem like the perfect Padres signing but who knows what that's like anymore and also according to whatever he said he doesn't like West Coast which I'm skeptical about because. You know, there's probably a lot of reasons why he didn't go to the Dodgers and he probably didn't say them publicly. So whatever he said was probably a lie. I don't know. There's I love some, this Marlins fit now. The Marlins fit. I don't I mean on it. I, I could I mean if the Orioles wanted to spend, that's that is a great fit. Agree. Agree. I don't think that they're going to. I could see him being a Met. I don't see him being a Philly. I don't think he wants to be a part of that pressure-packed, crazy. Oh, fan. With the Mets. They also kind of <laughs> did. They also kind of did the Erod thing with. I guess they have to replace Nola, so maybe that could be a cheaper version of that. Eh, eh, nah, I don't like that. Yeah, I'd rather just pay to keep Nola. I think. But yeah. he's going to the Braves, so it's gonna be hard to do that. Hmm. I yeah, yeah. We'll see. Should we do uh, next week? Should we do some some free agent predictions? Yeah, we should. All right, for well, the big we'll, names. Well, yeah, we'll have to. What we do like the top fifteen? Yeah, top ten. Let's do top ten. Top ten. Yeah, I, I'll look at MLB. Did MLB trade rumors put out their list yet? Of, like ranking them. Uh, that's a good question. MLB.com definitely did. Okay. Um, so if there's as of me, two hours ago, actually. By the time we get to 15, I feel like it's not we're not going to be getting to the fucking Paul DeYoungs of the world yet. <laughs> I feel like there's still some respectable names. Hold on. I want to I want to tell you who number 15 is and All you right, can tell on. me whether that's true or not. Okay. Um, well, it's a it's a guy I've never heard of for Team Japan. So that's a little unfair. 16 is Teoscar Hernandez and fifth and 14 is Lourdes Gurriel. OK. Ooh. All right. So let's do top 10. <laughs> yeah. Top ten, top ten, number ten is Matt Chapman. So that feels right. Oh, okay. uh, I guarantee yeah. you, there's some, there's a probably a guy who's like 22 that you're actually interested in. Who? Oh, I'm interested in lots of these guys. Giolito's 18. That's what? interesting to me. What? MLB.com has Giolito over Marcus Stroman. All right, here's here's what we're gonna do, Jay. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through. You send me that list, and okay. then I will compile the name, the list of names that we will predict. Okay. It's going to be some Frankenstein shit where it's like, I may not care about number 12, but I care about 18. Mm -hmm. I just sent it to the pod link DL. The what now? Where Jake sends the pod link. 
you know the on where email. we click on yeah email okay. do you do is that okay yeah yeah i got i have an email no i know you do <laughs> yeah i use it yeah um <sighs> all right i email uh, you every morning i say hello yeah that's it i love i love I a say good hello. email mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah any final thoughts jay hey Nope. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited for the off season. I think I tweeted out that this is the first time in a long time where the baseball season has ended, where I am actually like ready to immediately tackle more baseball. So uh, that's a tribute to all of you in part, actually, yeah. uh, listeners and people on this podcast alike. But no, I'm, I'm interested in the off season. There's a nice mix of names. Um, interested to see what the teams that were surprises in 23 do to build on 24 and Looking forward to to podcasting at least once a week and then maybe twice if we get breaking news. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. If there's any big signings, yeah. Emergency pods. Um, I agree with I you. Got. This is this is one of the first, if not the first, off season that I entered where I didn't feel like that that Ben Affleck meme where he's just like outside against the door with a cigarette. Oh, oh. Breaking news. This is a shock. I don't know how this is happening. Some there's there has to be a firing. Uh oh. Hope it's not me. Via Ken Rosenthal. The Chicago Cubs have no. hired Craig Council. No. The Chicago Cubs are hiring Craig Council via Ken Rosenthal. Dude, they didn't have two wow. managers. Kicking, kicking out World Series hero David Ross. Oh my god! I was just—I was just thinking about him. I was like, "Oh, Stephen Vogt. That's basically like a David Ross hire, kind of similar vibe." Wow! And then I realized now that might be bad news for Stephen Vogt because now his tenure as a Cub is a failure. He's been fired. Or they could have two managers, or he could be catcher. So now the Brewers need a manager. David Ross. I mean, why? What? Why? That doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right to do. I mean, they have any like I've. I don't. I can't recall a time that a team announced the hiring <laughs> of a manager while they already had one. Shit. What was his contract status? I don't know. It, it, I mean, he was I, definitely I'm, under. I'm contract. pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, okay, so I'm looking at basically all the news here. It does appear that he was still under contract. Uh, unless they had a private conversation with David Ross prior to this and gave him a heads up and maybe Ross was fine with it. Maybe Ross doesn't want to do this anymore. And next podcast, we can all eat crow. If the Cubs just went ahead and boned David Ross to hire Craig Council, that's bad vibes. Ooh, I agree. I mean, David Ross is an actual hero from their world series team right that's why he got the job in the first place right that's bad vibes that is bad vibes the boys and and i don't know that listen i don't know that david ross was some sort of managerial genius probably wasn't um probably more of a vibes based guy himself ultimately but like this feels at first blush like you did a guy pretty dirty Mm. that's exactly what i tweeted they said they did oh, Rossi cool. dirty. Well, well, if we're going to be honest and judge his managerial performance, I mean, they kind of just totally collapsed when they had it in the bag last season. Yeah, so say it's it, it wasn't fault. 
Say this is you know, you it's never not, want to blame Dave Ross. Dave Ross not out there trying to catch five balls. Is there any time in baseball where we can say it was the manager's fault? But I feel like a collapse at the end of the season is one of those things where you kind of Grady can bl- that you can kind of blame on the manager, whether it's uh, justified or not. It's hard to tell, but that's one of those things that if it happens, you put yourself in a bad hot in a hot seat per se. And if it's the I hot, mean, it's not so like they were a- season. It's not like they were a good team under Ross. I mean, they won in the they won the division in the COVID year and then were bad, bad, and then decent this year. So I get it. It's not like he's got some unimpeachable resume that you can't like, oh, we're going to move on for what we think is an upgrade. And it's hard to argue that Craig Council isn't an upgrade. Craig Council has a long track record of winning with a mid with a team that spends a lot less than the Cubs tend to spend. But I don't know. <laughs> just feels weird. I just saw this tweet from Frank the Tank. Carlos Mendoza is a loser. The Mets will lose 130 games this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I didn't want to say it, but I was kind of feeling that same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's right more often than he's not right. So, welcome to New York, <laughs> Carlos Mendoza. Meet I Frank mean, the Tank. So- <laughs> this guy's yeah. gonna be. Hope you don't have a Twitter account, bro, because the next fucking rest of your life is just gonna be Frank the Tank every time you turn on your phone. I really do have to go, but Jesse Rogers, who's the ESPN guy who's got obviously Cubs connections, he refers to it as huge, shocking news. So he's not the end-all, be-all of whether this was percolating around Cubsdom, but it doesn't seem like, again, at first glance, that that this was a move or a transaction sequence that a lot of people saw coming. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm seeing... It's not just us national guys, I guess is the point. Like there are people around the team who are like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And dude, I literally, I had one of my best friends who is a Cubs fan text me when the news broke that council's not returning to the Brewers and says, Havens, any idea where he's going? Padres question mark. This is a Cubs fan. And I immediately texted him the new link saying that the Cubs hired council. Like that's (laughs) nobody, nobody. It's not like talk radio was talking about this this morning and we're just like, oh, there's a, there's a lag here. Mm -hmm. Um, Shocking for everyone. And it's been about 10, 15 minutes since this news broke. Still no report anywhere that David Ross has even been fired. So we can, I guess we can leave the door open to maybe they had a conversation where he's being moved to a different role, maybe in the front office or something. Maybe it's like a Eric Hosmer situation when they got Soto and it's up to him. Like if he doesn't leave, it voids the council move and he could be going back to the brew crew. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces right now. Yeah. Guys, imagine what you can accomplish when you're not distracted by the swampy conditions in your shorts. Dollar Shave Club's ball spray is like deodorant for your balls. It absorbs moisture, reduces chafing, and keeps those rank odors at bay. Not to mention our minty, fresh, tingly aroma that lets you know you're fresh, and a precision sprayer that makes application easy at any angle. Get a fresh pair. Visit dollarshaveclub.com to get ball spray today. Um, all right, Jay. Hey. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap up with some final thoughts, but you can get going to where you gotta go. But uh, we'll see you. Thanks, guys. See you next Talk week. Talk to you next week. Yeah, right. pleasure. Um, Joseph, your your final thoughts here today? Yeah, I was just going through the free agent list, and I maybe do like a little preview about my predictions. Uh, the Braves talk. I know people like my Braves takes. Yeah, this is who the Braves are gonna get. Uh, the free agents: Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson. Craig Kimbrell, Jason Hayward. <laughs> That's you want all those guys in the Braves. If we get those guys, 
Then you'll be cooking with gas. I mean, we're back. Yeah, that's true. You can just rewind to the glory days. That is so tempting to see Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson as free agents. You're just like, let's just fucking, they were unstoppable, bro. For three months, they were Babe Ruth's. Wow. do it again. I'm still just, I'm glued to to Twitter right now because I, I feel bad for David Ross. I mean, this motherfucker just got kicked to the curb. Hey man, it's imagine a, it's, imagine if he found out on Twitter that he like he got like he just sees breaking news. Craig Council's the new manager of the Cubs, and he's just like, wait a second, what? <laughs> it does feel like it happened real fast, almost like uh, yeah, they saw that the Mets didn't hire him, and you know, and they were like, oh, then we can. Yeah, that's probably what happened. They found out the Mets weren't going with him, or or I mean, chose between them and and the Mets, or what. It's not. There's no way that he was. I'm just shocked at how little smoke there was before there was a raging inferno. Because if you're David Ross, first of all, if you're the Cubs, you had to have at least interviewed Council, right? Like he had to have had some sort of interview. And you mean to tell me that after how many years in that organization, nobody tipped off David Ross? that the Cubs were interviewing other managerial <laughs> candidates while he was still fucking employed as the manager? They could have kept it low. You know, maybe they did, but he kept it low key. That's super fucked up. Like, if you don't even let the guy know, like, hey, uh, just let you know, we just want to put it on your radar. Like, we are uh, looking to make an upgrade or if we can make an upgrade, it's something that we're considering right now and, you know, nothing, nothing really to worry about. Hey, business is business. Nothing personal. That's the game of the managers, dude. These guys get tossed to the curb just like players, bro. Like every single manager eventually gets fired, pretty much. 95% of them, either that or you retire. All these guys get fired eventually. One day you wake up and you're not the manager anymore. Nothing you can do about it. Good try. But also like council, I feel like um, he's becoming like a... uh, he was the hot shot on the block, the big free agent name in the managerial space this offseason. Once they let him interview, people were kind of looking at him like this is the guy, which is kind of weird because I, I, I don't know if that really was his reputation. Like I never really, like if someone asked you last season, before the season, who's the best manager in baseball, would you have said Craig Council? I think, I think we did have that conversation. Um what was that? Uh, did we do that on Name Redacted, Jake? When, when I was talking to Merloni, I think I think we were talking about to Will and Merloni, and I said something to the effect of like, we were talking about the uh, the Red Sox general manager search and how some were speculating that Alex Cora being you're inheriting Alex Cora as a manager. And I was like, if you had polled 50 big league executives to give you their top five managers in baseball, like Cora is going to appear on 45 out of 50 of those lists, most likely. And one of the only other guys that's going to appear as frequently as someone like Cora and like a Bochi, Craig Council. I think Craig Council has that type of universal respect throughout the league as a manager yeah i can see the league but it's also he manages for the brewers so from like the uh 
public attention for being a great manager is probably not as much. Yeah, well, because like he never won a World Series. Yeah, but I, you know, but it's weird. I don't remember having this. Like, it was like he was a fucking the last twenty four hours was like the free agent manager who's gonna get him. Yeah. Mads well, Brewer, I mean, we guys. saw that unfold in real time <laughs> doing this podcast. Yeah. Like we saw the Mets hire Mendoza. Then we saw that Council is not returning to the Brewers. And then he's hired by the Cubs all in one episode. Yeah, what a he, fucking window of time to record. We, this podcast is like I, 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 currently. Thank you, John Heyman. John Heyman just tweeting now. Cubs hire Council. Thank you, John Heyman. <laughs> I fucking hate when reporters do that. Just retweet the person that just reported it. Like, why do you have to be like, oh, yeah, the Cubs hired Craig Council. Rosenthal was on it first. Yeah, but can you Thanks, really dude. trust Rosenthal? I didn't. I don't trust Rosenthal. I need I need uh, fucking Heyman to say it because I only trust Heyman. Okay, you're a Heyman guy. So now that I saw Rosenthal tweet it, okay. But now he, Heyman tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Now I believe it. Yeah, Bob Nightingale will have it tonight. <laughs> he'll, he'll swoop in. He'll swoop in with the news. Now we know it's Bob Nightingale's the only reporter that I trust. He might just say, never. Yeah, he's like, I'm not hearing anything like this. <laughs> what I'm hearing yeah. is not. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing council just got fired. Yeah, he's staying. He's he could be staying in Milwaukee for all we know. Don't know. Um, Jake's takes. I uh, just want to apologize to our Canadian listeners. Um, I think they caught some unwarranted strays at the beginning of this pod. So love you guys. Do we have Canadian listeners? We must. I got a DM from someone from Canada being like big fan last oh, week. Yeah, so confirmed. Fuck yeah. I mean, I I love the Canadian national anthem. I think it's I think it's the best one. Um You heard the Russian one? No. How's that go? Shit is fire. Do you have uh I'm not supporting Russia, I'm not supporting Putin. I just like the song, right? right. The Soviet national anthem is fucking goes hard. Damn, dude. Um, I just checked my ring camera. I got a car in my driveway, so I'm gonna go check that out and make sure I don't get shot. All right. Which is perfect timing. Perfect timing. Um, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. We are very, very close to 500,000 subscribers. My dad, I went to a concert with my dad last night and uh, I showed him my Twitter following, which like is close to 500,000. He was like, yeah, I heard you talking on the podcast about getting close to 500,000. I was like, no, 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 no. I was, I was talking about our YouTube channel. It's like 10,000. But... I mean, but if you add them up, it's close to 500,000. Also, I think it's more just like it's it's all relative. Like if if the goal were to get a billion subscribers, then like 500,000 doesn't seem so far away. Exactly. Just you know, more pods. It's just it's uh it's incremental. Like we're we're going to get there, but We'll do a giveaway. We'll let's do a giveaway. Yeah, let's do a giveaway. All right, Joe will send you what do you have behind you what can you sign and send to someone for, like a random subscriber uh you got like a coaster or something do you have like a do you have like a like a plastic cup in your cabinet that you never drink out of it's just like it's just been there i got some oakland a's cups from the coliseum oh there you go all right well, are you willing to give one up to a uh a listener yeah i'll sign that shit <laughs> all right all right it, when we get to are we almost at 10,000? I mean, we've got to be close to 10,000. Let's see. We have 
Um, 9.62 thousand subscribers. All right. When we get to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, uh, we will pick a random listener and you will get a signed Oakland A's cup from baseball doesn't exist. Uh, limited edition. What year is it? 2023. Oh, beautiful. Um, Maybe we can have Dallas sign it too. And uh, a, a listener will get that signed cup uh, once we hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So head on over, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And uh, thank you guys. And we'll see you next week. We don't.